Hey everybody, how's it going? You are listening to Cheers from the Press Box. The Beanie Boy is back. I am your host, Joe Dolville. I'm here with... What's going on, on, everybody? (laughs) It's Brennan Tassif, (laughs) at Brennan T Comedy. What's up, everybody? What is going on, buddy? Uh, So, we had a bit of a weird week this week. Um, One, the NBA is done, so we don't have the NBA to talk about. But two, we had... We originally had two Monday night games, but then one got pushed to this Sunday. And then we had a Tuesday night football game, um, really messing with our normally scheduled Monday night start. But we're still going to start with Monday night football. So Chargers, Saints. Wow. I've wanted to say San Diego so bad. I had to force myself not to. I still do. That was that hiccup right there. (laughs) Um. So Drew Brees and the Saints beat your boy Justin Herbert and the Chargers. How do you feel? Yeah, it was um it was a really good game. Went into overtime. And it was weird that um right after we got done talking about the overtime rules last week or this earlier in the week, the the very next game that aired, the Monday night game went into overtime <laughs> and then they won by a field goal. Um, so I yeah. thought I thought that was real interesting. But um I mean it's the Saints being the Saints. Uh I don't I don't understand when you have Alvin Kamara, and we talk about this for every team. I know it's a pass-heavy league now, but when you have Alvin Kamara and you're only going to give him 11 carries, you give Murray 8 carries, that's not even 20 carries for your two main running backs. And Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. 47 attempts. Two. (laughs) 47. And this isn't even like you look at the final score, and it's not like it was a barn burner. It's not 42 to 48. Like, it's 27-30. And he had 47 attempts. And... Well, it's because he can't throw the ball down the field. So, yeah, a lot of those attempts are essentially runs. Yeah, his uh, completion average is only six point nine. So, it's um, it's interesting to see. He only had one <laughs> touchdown. He did have a pick. Uh, you uh, called it at the beginning of the year, week one. I said it was too early. I said um, it was too um, early, week two, yeah, week three, week four. But I might have to concede I, I, to you I now. Said in week I, five. Said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. Um, I might have Kamara to concede. Have eight receptions. So, yeah. I mean, that kind of made up for it. Um, well, those yeah, are the carries Brees. now, right? That's what that's, we talked about that. Well, he had 11 carries. Yeah. I mean, I would want more carries, but he had eight receptions. So, but they're those short, if, if quick receptions, to, and then they give him the ball and kind of say, like, go yeah, do he something can break with it. Off. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty much. I was my, which is my, um, annoyance with the Eagles. Um, they will like last week. Miles Sanders had eleven carries, but they don't pass the ball to him. They don't give him the ball in space. If you're not going to run a bunch, at least get it to a point where he can create something. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, Michael Brees Thomas was out. Michael Thomas was out. As we talked about for punching a teammate in the face. <laughs> Go check out Brandon T. Comedy's uh, closing bit. Taysom Hill got in. Uh, didn't complete a pass, but he ran in the. Time the touchdown to get them into overtime. Um, but I really want to talk. I mean, and did I already say Breeze only attempted one pass over 20 years? No, you did not. Um, so Breeze only 
It's up to one pass on twenty. Um, I want to talk about Herbert though. Yeah. Uh, Herbert had four touchdowns in this game. Couple on blown coverages. Um, and apparently he's the first rookie in NFL history to pass for four touchdowns on a Monday Night Football game. Is he for real? I um <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. I think he's I mean he got sacked three times, so to have no picks and to be under that much duress um is impressive. Uh especially being a rookie who didn't even think he was gonna be you know, at the beginning of the year yeah. we thought it was gonna be Tyrod Taylor's under show. Duress. Uh, he was blitzed six times, pressured 12 times, 31% of his dropbacks, he was pressured. So, yeah, a lot yeah. of duress. Yeah, and no interceptions, <laughs> which is fantastic. Um, I don't like the stat line of the uh, 20 completions for 264 yards. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of – that it seems like a, a in 34 attempts, it seems like a lot of throwing for a rookie. Um, I understand that their, you know, backfield isn't as strong well, I mean, as they Cooper want it to be. Burrow but had a 62-yard game. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I know. And I, that, <laughs> that that's, was not overtime. <laughs> that's way too much. I, I, I'm I really impressed with Herbert, though, as far as um his poise, because we talked about this on the episode earlier this week. Some of these quarterbacks, especially some of these younger quarterbacks, do not look comfortable in the pocket. Um, they look like they want to yeah. take off almost immediately, i.e. Garner Minshew, um, even sometimes with um, Sam Darnold, yeah, Baker. Baker, yeah, especially sometimes with Baker and Minshew. And um, I know Josh Allen for the Bills, <clears throat> which we'll talk about soon, looked like he had gotten better at not wanting to take off and kind of commanding the pocket. But um, obviously we saw what happened with that. But um, yeah. Herbert, I think. And you get after him. Yeah. It gets a little, it gets a little skittish. Yeah. I think Herbert <laughs> playing. Um, college ball at um, Oregon where they, they're super pass heavy and stuff. I think he has developed that kind of comfort and like, all right, I'll step up. But that's not entirely true because every college team now, it seems like, does some version of the spread, some version yeah. of shotgun, some version of we're going to pass all the time. So you would expect a lot more of these quarterbacks coming out to be more comfortable with pressure and stepping up. But I was really impressed. I've been really impressed with him this whole year. I mean, I know he hasn't gotten a win yet um but that's what i was gonna get to i was gonna say as impressive as he has been in the four starts now he hasn't gotten a win yeah so and he did have a fumble he had a fumble i missed that yeah um so i don't know if that is i mean it should not only fall on the quarterback because the quarterback isn't the only player on the field um and it falls to coaching so is Justin Herbert going forward? Is he going to be able to break uh, what I love to refer to as um, the Dan Lebetard theory of Chargerdom, where no matter what, they will always be down needing a score at the end of the game <laughs> to win a game. Somehow they carry this. I thought it was a Philip Rivers thing. He took that to Indianapolis with him, and the Chargers still are in this position as well. Yeah, they missed a field goal to win yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, and it's weird when you think about teams and this kind of stigma because when you look back on it, you're like, yeah, but this is a different coaching staff. This is different players. This is, and they have really good players too. I know some of their defensive players are out with injury, yep. but they've got good players. So it's it's really bizarre to think that there could be a stigma on the team. But that's what it looks like. That's what it's. I mean, I know I deal with it all the time in Jacksonville. So it just seems <laughs> like maybe they just can't get it together 
there's one thing as a fan that I know, and I'm sure you feel the same way. I just wish watching the game, I wasn't so anxious all the time. And I'm sure Chargers fans feel like this. Like, just go up by 14 so we can all calm down. You know what I mean? Yeah, they went up 17 and it still couldn't I know, and hold it's, that down. It's it's insane to me how they go up. They go up and then they end up just pissing it away. And I, it's like you said, it might be a Chargers thing. And I think Anthony Lynn's a great coach, so we'll see I what happens. He's a real good coach. He's a good motivator. I, yep. uh, it it's comes the, down to execution. You get, you got, they got their team in position for a game winning field goal, and they kicker a pair. Michael Bagley calls himself the money badger, and then he misses a yep. 50 yarder. It's like, dude. Don't give yourself a nickname you and then screw the pooch. Ask Paul George. So <laughs> um, you can't, but that's the thing is um, like we talked about, you and I have talked about before. And like I mentioned in the walk off earlier this week, you know, it's opportunity and execution and they were given the opportunity. They just couldn't execute. Yeah, so just didn't execute. So I, I don't know. I think the Saints will, I think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think the uh, yeah. Bucks are going to win that division. I don't think the Chargers can though. I mean, you're one in four. The no. division that they play in is stacked as the we've Raiders seen. Raiders look good. The Chiefs look good. Yeah. So I mean, Denver's Denver, but yeah. But they, I mean, they're just not getting their starter back. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what mm. happens. I just think the Chargers are going to be out long term. Yeah. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> on to the next one. Uh, as we alluded to, your boy Josh Allen didn't look too hot to trot this week. I know he was. Uh, what do you got to say for him? Also, uh, your boy Devin Singletary really prepped the bed. But I that know that was disappointing. Of, that's because of Allen. <sighs> yeah. So. Um, this game, like we mentioned, was uh, re- moved to Tuesday. A lot of people thought because Tennessee came in not having a lot of practice time um, with the facility being um, vacated and everything going on. It was uh, I think it was 11 of the 14 potential days they were shut down. Yeah. But um, it's it's interesting because they have Derrick Henry, but he he didn't go off like it wasn't like a monster game by Derrick Henry. But I think what happens with the Titans, the final score, Tennessee 42, Buffalo Bills 16. I think what ends up happening is they they get so teams that play them because Buffalo has a good defense. Um, I mean, they have this whole year, but teams that play them get so worried about Derrick Henry that they forget Ryan Tannehill is a uh, first round quarterback. Dude. Like he's a good quarterback. The reason he's not and in he's Miami. Athletic. Go ahead. A lot of people forget it. And he's very athletic. Yeah. You know, a lot of these, uh, deceptive speed and stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever they say for white guys that run. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but he, he went to Texas A&M college station as a receiver initially, yep. and then got converted to uh, his senior year. He got converted so, to quarterback. Yeah. And then, um, so he, the reason Very he's not in Miami anymore was because of he was so injury prone. That's why. Not because yeah. he was a terrible quarterback, but every time they got going, he got hurt. And you the, yeah. the best ability is availability. You cannot build a team around someone who's only going to play half the year. So, And I feel like we have to say Adam Gase is a terrible coach. Yeah. Yeah, we can say that for sure. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just our motto at this point. Yeah. God. Oh, we get to talk about that later. Sorry, I didn't yeah. mean to bring it up. Um, <laughs> what did you think, though, but, uh, about Buffalo? Because they had that 4-0 start. They were looking really good. Tennessee had no practice time and then blew them out. Um, I'm, uh, 
the practice time thing I'm interested by. Well, th- I guess their situation was a little different because I was wondering that I meant to bring that up uh, last last episode with uh, Pittsburgh essentially having a bye week, two weeks to prepare for a game that they didn't, they wouldn't have expected to have two weeks to prepare for going against the Eagles um, and being fresher than us. But um, I think the freshness helped. I, I mean, they had, we know they had that secret practice. Um, I think they just got after Josh Allen, honestly. Josh Allen looked a little panicked in the pocket like you were referring to earlier. Yep. And um, like we said on previous podcasts, He's still prone to making dumb decision plays. It's just, is it going? When's it going to happen? Like throwing a pick on the third play of the game. I mean, exactly. It happened yeah. very early. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was only sacked one time, blitzed five times. Um, they only really got pressure on him three times. So I don't know why he was antsy. Um, he threw that. He threw one pick that wasn't really his fault. Kind of jumped off the receiver's hands, and then. Um, I think that's not the Malcolm Butler one because the Malcolm Butler one was pretty bizarro um, as far as his return. Yeah, Malcolm um, Butler was the the third throw of the game. That was the third. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So yeah, so I was gonna say it, the the turnovers caused them to just get into bad field position defensively, and that's why Derrick Henry's numbers don't pop out. Because he didn't have to do any long runs. He had a bunch of runs for not a lot of yards, but it was a lot of short field situation. That's why Tannehill's numbers don't even pop out. He threw under 200 yards with three touchdowns. Yeah. I'm sorry. I misspoke. So he, Butler had both picks. Um, it was the second pick that oh, was really? the long, yeah, the long one. So I said third pass oh, of the game. I meant to say third play of the game. He had a pick. And then uh-huh. later on in the game, he had the pick for the 68 yards. Okay. 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 All right, but okay, it's just it sense. was. Um, I mean, this is this is brutal, and I I know we talked about it last week when uh, the Raiders beat the Chiefs. Um, every team gets paid, you know the the fact that they've got yeah. these teams favored by so much. And both these teams are playoff teams. Yeah, these are both good teams. I mean, Tennessee's, and I think Mike Vrabel is going to be the only coach out of the Bill Belichick coaching tree that actually ends up doing well outside of Bill uh, Belichick. Let's see. Uh, somebody else said that this week. Brian Flores, uh, though, might end up. I was about to say, let's not forget Brian Flores. Yeah. All right. I'm just saying with the success that he's had now, we'll see what ends up happening with Brian Flores. But And I know the whole thing with Brian Flores right now, not to get off on a tangent, but it's very much he's doing – he's turning that franchise around. But mm. – you know how people are now with recency bias and everything like that. You know, if it's still, if it's yeah. year three, four, and five, and he's still turning it around, then that's not, you know what I mean? I don't think that's going to be good enough. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I will say, interesting thing the Titans, uh, I'm reading this basically, so forgive me, folks. The Titans became the first team to score a touchdown every red zone possession. Six to six. Uh, and have zero turnovers and no sacks since the Patriots did it in 2007. So that's what we call efficiency, folks. Yeah, and that's going to be one of those things. You, That's not going to happen every game. And that's the weird thing. No. Um, like when people are like, oh, that team sucks and stuff. It's like, well, if you have a game where every single thing goes right, you'll blow anybody out too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's the the fact that you're going six to six in the red zone, no sacks, no turnovers, no turnovers. Like if they played that way against anybody, they'd win. Yeah, like it's not. 
It's that's just professional but, I sport. Mean, I think this is a trend. I think this is a trend with the Titans because the tri- Titans are the fourth team with the highest percentage of ending drives and a score at fifty one percent. So once they if they get the ball, they're more than likely to score. Yeah. So they, I mean, let the record reflect. What they're what three and one now because they missed one game. They're four and oh, now. three and oh, four and oh, four and oh, four and oh, four games play. Yeah. So I mean, they appear to be a good team, man. I mean, if people thought last year was a bit of a fluke uh, with Tannehill, but Tannehill off that play action because yep. people are afraid of Henry opens up the field. AJ Brown, the guy's solid, a human tank, uh, man. Out of Uly, Florida. Did uh, you see that stiff arm that he had? Oh yeah. Oh, how did I forget to on bring Josh this up? Norman? We finally found Josh Norman. <laughs> we finally found him. I God, that was we like found Josh the Norman. first or second episode we ever did, and I was like, "Wait, where's Josh Norman playing?" Yeah, I was like, "He's in Buffalo." Yeah, uh, and- I remember his pictures for uh, Pro Day or whatever Media Day, <laughs> but uh, yeah, apparently he was hurt the first couple weeks, and uh, this was his get right game and he got put in the dirt. Yeah. So he got something from he might it. go back on the IR for a couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, damn watching that over and over. Jeez. Uh, Derek Henry just made him look like a rag. Doll. Yeah. It's so weird how Derek Henry can do that because as a running back, he's six, three listed at two forty seven, but I would bet he's probably closer to two fifty five. He, um, you don't see running backs like that a lot nowadays. You see a lot of the the smaller guys because they can, you know, make their way through the line of scrimmage a little easier. That you know, they always talk about low to the ground, low center of gravity. Well, when you're six three, it's hard to maintain a low center of gravity because you're so big. But when you put two hundred fifty pounds on that frame, then it's just like it doesn't Crazy. matter where your center of gravity is. He's just going to run people over, and it's it's refreshing yeah. for me to see because I I love. Watching Derrick Henry run, especially when they he has a game against the Jags and he only gets like 80 yards and then he has games against other teams that are touted as these monster teams and he goes for like 210. So it's fantastic to watch. Yeah. I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, even though he's our rival in our division. Arch rival. Arch yeah. rival. Um, I just enjoy watching him score two touchdowns because I have him on my fantasy team. Yeah, there you go. Um so we got to talk All about right, the dude. elephant in the room. Yeah, I was like, do we want to talk about the the bell in the room? Um, Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets uh, after, what, 16 games, 18 games 18 total games played, total, yeah. Over three years. $56 million so contract. Two years or three years? Three years. This, was, three this years. is the thir- third this year. This was the third year. Wow. I know he missed game a lot of games due to injury, so that's why I was a little confused. Um, so, give what are your thoughts? Um, Who are you blaming? I'm not blaming anybody. I think Le'Veon Bell is a cancer. I think so. You're blaming Le'Veon yeah, Bell. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not blaming anyone in the Jets organization for this because we already know how we all feel about Gase. But I mean, it's 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 a two way street. You know, being on a team is a two way street. It's not a highway and a bike path. So the fact that Adam Gase is you know saying I didn't I didn't pick him up. He's not my running back. Basically, said something like that is already going to make things uneasy. I don't think Le'Veon Bell. I think he's the kind of player where if once he's on a bad team, he's like, no, fuck this. I don't want to be on this. You know what I mean? Like he wants to be the the best player, one of the best players on a winning contending team. He doesn't seem like the I kind mean, of he guy. He went to Michigan State. 
Oh, how good were they? I mean, Michigan State beat Michigan there a couple years in a row. But <laughs> when he was there, I don't. I'm not sure because he's younger know. than me. So I have to look back. Was um, his quarterback Kirk Cousins? Or yeah, Kirk? I was gonna say if his quarterback was Kirk Cousins, then I played against him. But uh, I think he's a little younger, or a little older. But um, maybe a little younger. I think he's only seven years in the league. Yeah, so he's younger than me. But um, no. Because he did four with... Are we going to do this right four now? four with the Steelers, <laughs> held out three, so eight years in the league. Okay. So, yeah. He's still... So, he's... Yeah, I may have actually played against him. Anyway, not important. Mm-hmm. What's important, what I'm trying to say is, I think Le'Veon Bell is very much like Leonard Fournette, is very much like some of these other guys um, where... Yeah, where you go. Where... Um, Odell Beckham Jr., some of these guys where yeah, it's very much they love being the center of attention and being one of the best players on the team if the team is doing well. I don't think they handle criticism very well. I think if the team is doing poorly and then it falls on them, they just don't handle it well. Um, so I think he wanted out of there as much as Gase wanted to get him out of there. The problem is once that's public knowledge, which we all knew for the last Six months that he wanted three out of years. there. Yeah, the last no, three, years three years that he wanted out of there. So no, not that he wanted out of there. I'm look. I'm gonna, I'm, wait, I'm letting you get your shit off right now. No, no, no. But I'm just saying the fact that everyone knew that he wanted out. You can't trade that player. Leonard Fournette was a prime example three weeks ago or four weeks ago. You can't trade a player if you know they want out because you're gonna have to release them and then teams will pick them up for cheaper. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say we know we never. He never alluded to wanting out. But we did know as soon as he was signed that Gay said, I didn't want to sign him. Uh, I blame this on Gase again. I can't see how you're taking this. Oh, no. I can I see said, how you're taking this. I stance. said Gase ah, for sure. Ba, 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 ba. But you, you said he's a, a cancer. You see what I mean? He said he's a cancer on a bad team. What do you think Mike team. Tomlin would have to say? Um, I don't think Mike Tomlin would have said that. I think Mike Tomlin loved him as a player, but the issue with him was the financials. He wanted to be paid like top running backs, like Alvin Kamara's being paid, like Christian McCaffrey's being paid. And he should have been paid that when he was on the Steelers because the Steelers haven't found a replacement for him comparable to him because he was averaging almost 2,000 yards from scrimmage between receiving and catch, uh, running and receiving. But he set out and a whole season. they haven't season. found that in Connor. Yeah. I was like, what are you supposed to do to get your money? I'm supposed to play and get so you, I'm supposed to play, get hurt like Dak just did, and no, now my future is. But he in, signed that. Uh, con- it's Jeopardy? not like he was on a rookie deal. He signed that contract. He was on a rookie deal. No, he was on a rookie deal. Oh, then he was I'm, coming off of his rookie deal. Well, then I apologize because I thought he was on a <laughs> second contract and just being a diva. No. So I was. No, he was coming off his rookie deal. My whole deal. construct for this argument has just been blown up. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, we've seen this. I think he's going to prosper wherever he goes next. So we've seen anyone who gets away from Gase becomes much better. Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, Jay Ajayi until he got hurt, uh, Ryan Tannehill, Jamal Adams. As long as you get away from Gase, you're fine. Yeah. So. Well, then I retract my clearly, cancer statement. <laughs> Gase clearly just doesn't know how to work with top tier talent. I mean. No, Gase is just has, a bad coach. Yeah, and he can't. He can't. One of the responsibilities as a coach is to manage egos. Yep. And yeah, you're gonna have diva players. They're in the NFL. They're yeah. gonna be divas. They're the best players from wherever they came from. Out of a handful of two percent of the people, yeah, people are gonna have egos, and people get paid more than you, buddy. So just deal with it. 
and try to win games. It looks like he doesn't even try to win games. Yeah, I think this. I don't know why I thought the Le'Veon Bell was on a second contract and then just refused to play. I don't know play. why either. I just said he was in the league for eight years. I know. <laughs> you get your second. You get your first contract after your rookie deal after five years. Four, yeah. Or if you're a first round pick, it's five. It's four yeah, if you're not. But five, I just yeah. four if you're not. I don't know. I thought yeah, maybe it's because I'm going to blame the media for this. Maybe it's because everyone like I I can't stand it when players like sit out the whole season unless. The only time where I'm like, yeah, that's cool, is if it's a rookie deal well, it's situation. Such a rarity as well. Yeah, well, right, and because well. with the new structure after what happened with Sam Bradford and Matt Stafford, and then they restructured mm. the, you know, now it's like the NBA where you have your your slotted amounts. So I understand getting taken in like the third or fourth round, and then outplaying your contract within two years, and then demanding a new deal. I totally get that. I don't know why I just thought Le'Veon Bell was on his second deal, and then was like, I no, I want to. So I retract that. Le'Veon now, Bell. Who, somebody, somebody did do that. Like they were essentially outperforming their contract, and they wanted to restructure in the middle of it. Julio, Julio did that okay. a couple of years ago. Yeah, I can't Julio stand was that. On his second deal, and then, uh, but he never actually held out. No, uh, yeah, but he. I know. He, they, I think they got him his deal. They restructured it before the start of that season. Yeah. But it's just when you when you sign a new deal after you've performed and then you want to sit out, that's when I'm kind of like, all right, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you signed the contract. Like, don't – then just don't sign the contract. You'll be a free agent. Um, But, yeah, so it's Gase's fault. I'm I'm with you on this. It's all it's <laughs> all on Gase. I just don't uh, – You said in the background, we could have had a real uh, PTI moment there just – you take one position, I take another position. Well, it'll happen. It'll ha- that'll happen eventually. But I'm not going to take a position where it's built on lies and misinformation on my part. That's not. <laughs> that's not a solid. That's not a solid frame to stand on. The lies and misinformation. I don't know why I thought anyway. But speaking of elephant in the room as well, the other elephant in the so room. The, yes, the other elephant in the room. Um. You, you kick it off. You kick it off. Okay. Um, we got to kind of figure out what, what's going to happen with the rest of this season. Uh, games are now being canceled or postponed. Excuse me. Nothing canceled. Rescheduled. Um, it's really messing up the as far as uh, practice for a lot of these teams. They're getting weird bye weeks. Practice. practice. You're talking about practice. Not the game. Not the game that I love. Not the game. But um, don't die for it. Oh, wait, don't die for it. <laughs> but yeah, so they're getting these weird bye weeks scheduled, and then they're like getting things moved around. They're practicing for the wrong teams. Um, just real quick, I think they finish out the season. I think there's too much money on the line. I'm on the record as to saying that. Where Joe, where are you at? Are you are you referring to only the pros or college as well? Oh, just the pros. College is all fucked. Just the pros. Okay, so the pros. Yeah, the pros will move along. Uh, as planned, I just saw that, um, like we discussed prior, they're, they're making space in case they have to delay the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so like we said, th- there were supposed to be two Monday night games because one of the Sunday games got pushed to Monday, the Patriots game, and then that got pushed for reasons I don't know. Cause not, and no one other than Cam and... Um, Gilmore yeah. tested positive. Yeah, there wasn't any extra positive. I think a practice squad player had tested positive, but that was it. But um, yeah, I think I think they're just gonna mow mow along. They've they're gonna reshuffle the schedule a couple times. I think they have to ep- implement another bye week. Yeah. Um, just so everybody like they can figure everything out because 
some teams are going to be playing like like the Pittsburgh Steelers had a bye week in week three. And now they're going to end up playing like 14 weeks straight, which no one ever does. Well, not only that, but um, they didn't tell them it was a bye week until like Friday. So they had already practiced three days that week. <laughs> yeah, true. True, true, true. But so yeah. that's that's. Um, there's going to have to be a second bye week or just like a a season long, a, se- a week where everybody just goes on like a moratorium yeah, or something. I agree with that. Um, I think they should do that. I mean, college is yeah. totally messed up. Nick Saban testing positive for Alabama. Some of yeah. these games. And I know AD for Alabama. Yeah, and the AD for Alabama. I just got word that uh, the Conference USA, where my FAU Owls play, have pushed the championship conference championship game um, out mm. like four more weeks to make up for a lot of these postponements. FAU's only played one game, and we're in week six or seven now. Um, <laughs> a lot of these teams well, that's are... that's fine, because the Big Ten and the, the Pac-12 still haven't even started. started yet, yeah. And I, <laughs> I just, it's bizarre to me. Uh, Joe, I know you're not watching college football this year, but it's really weird to watch nope. some of these games. And these stadiums are rocking. Um, yeah. And, and they're, they're filled. Which leads me to one of the things I do want to bring up. Uh, so... Uh, I know you. Do you hate the Gators? Because I hate the Gators. Yes, very much so. With a okay. passion. It didn't. Okay. So the Gators lost to Texas A and M, which I was like, yeah. Um, and Kyle Field in Texas College Station was not. They allegedly were like twenty percent capacity. That's the one I'm talking about. That stadium was fucking okay. filled. Yeah, and people, everybody was like, that stadium was way more than twenty percent. Um, and then after the game, Dan Mullen, the coach of the Gators said, I want, uh, the, what do they call it? What, what's the field there? I, I never remember. Oh, the swamp? Ben Hill. Ben Hill. Ben, ben Hill Griffin uh, Stadium. He, in the, he said, the swamp, I man. want Ben Hill packed, um, next week for the LSU game. And that LSU game is postponed because last I checked, 21 players yep. tested positive. So. Did you Stop also hear about the stadium and start worrying about the virus that is potentially going to kill people? Yeah, I heard so, I got word. Um, I think it was PTI um, last night. Uh, I listened to it after you had sent me that message. They were talking about how the Saints are talking. Yeah, to moving the Saints games. are trying to go to Baton Rouge. Yeah, because to play New Orleans in Death won't let stadiums, people into the stadium. Like, yeah. what? Like that, that don't, I don't understand the logic. Yo, we can't have people here. So we're just going to go down the road where we can have people. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, it shows you what they, how much they value this home field advantage, how much it really, they think it makes a difference. And then my thing I'm confused is, do they get the gate? Does LSU get the gate? What's the point? Oh, they get the gate. They probably make it like a, like a door deal. Like they do in comedy where they're like, all right, well, you get the gate and then we get the concessions or something like that. I don't know. I think it's a bad. I think it's a bad idea, dude. I think it's a horrible idea. There's a family friend of mine that ended up in the hospital because of this, and I was just like, I was like, oh. this is, this is insane. Like it's it's killing people. It's not killing everybody. Obviously, and the numbers are really low, but you can't pack mm-hmm. eighty thousand people into a stadium right now. I just don't think that's smart. Don't take the chance. Don't take the risk. I mean, why take the chance? If people want to go to that stadium, then they're they're it's on them. I mean, I don't think yeah. you should. Stop people. I don't know. I don't want to get into politics. Let's move on. <laughs> Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's, a, it's a wormhole. Yeah. Because um, you say, you say, just real quick, you say something okay. like, oh, I think people <laughs> should be able to do what they want and they should accept the risk for themselves. Because that's what I was saying. They should accept the risk for themselves. But then you see other people 
who I guess just don't quite understand it or they don't think it's going to be as bad because some people <clears throat> in the media and in high places are saying it's not as bad. And then they go out and they get it and now they're in the fucking hospital. So it's I'm so yeah. confused on this. Anyway, Major League Baseball. And then they're putting other people at risk that didn't go to the game. You went to the yeah. game, but I didn't go to the game, but we worked together. And yeah, now I'm, now I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you, you got to remember you're going back to your everyday job after this. And yep. You're not going to be around your family after this. Yeah. So... Yeah, a lot of lot of nonsense. Um, MLB <laughs> playoffs. There <laughs> you go. So me and Brennan both said the Rays would make it to the World Series, and they are one win away. They could have got that win last night, but they lost to the fucking Astros. I know. Uh, Nothing brings me more joy than Altuve having those four unforced errors. I was going to ask you, how did you feel about his yips? Oh, I'm so happy. That's what you fucking get, you cheaters. Wow. Strong opinion. Strong opinion. That was not a strong opinion. Um, They cheated like three years in a row. I mean, yeah, but okay. Yes, they cheated. But from all accounts, it appears that, and I've done a lot of digging into this. Yeah, you follow it closer than I never. Altuve never participated in any of the cheating scams. I understand that, but you one, there was like three people who didn't partake in it. Him, Josh Reddick. But you and, knew uh, about Tony it, and Chan you're the best player on that team. Yeah. So this is what you get. Uh, but, uh, but if it happened to Korea, I'd be uh, I'd be a little more cooler with like uh, dunking on him because he's been like the worst yeah, of all. Yeah, he of was them. the like, one who kind yeah. of flexed it in people's faces yeah. and shit like that. And it's like Altuve is like just seems to be a good guy who's caught in the middle of this. Well, and it also and, might be. I mean, we praise Verlander. We uh, we praise Verlander. We praise uh, Garrett Cole, who's now on the Yankees. We praise all these pitchers, but they all knew about it too. And no, they didn't right. say shit. Yeah, I think it. I think it might. And that's my biggest problem. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, that's go, my go. biggest problem with fucking Mike Fires. You can't go get a World Series ring, then leave, and then be upset about it. Like. No, you should have. If you had something to say, fucking say it then. Like, don't. Like, oh yeah, no, I completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, like, no, like, no, man, like, g- turn in your World Series ring if that's the case. Like, yeah. no, don't fucking uh, ride our coattails and then when you're not here, then be mad about it. And as they said like, in Braveheart, then tuck be tail a and man run. In the moment. <laughs> be a man in the moment. If that's how you feel. Yeah, I think that I think the Rays are going to finish it out, though. I hope so. The game's going to yeah. be tonight, five oh seven Eastern time on TBS. Hopefully, the Rays will get this yeah, win. Yeah, the early game today. Yeah, I don't. It's not. I don't have anything against Altuve. I just it's the whole it's the Astros organization. Altuve, former MVP, yeah. great player. It's just it's one and of those things where I thing? just the blatant the blatantness with the trash cans and stuff. It just rubs me the wrong way. And again, I don't follow it as closely as you do. So it might just be again, what I'm hearing from different outlets and stuff and reading. No, but. no, no, that's, that's straight up. Um, the thing that trips me is like, uh, when the team was at its peak, um, they were a team I was rooting for because like, um, well documented, they had like three years of like a hundred losses or more. And they were bringing their team up the right way. They were, they were, Farm system, bringing guys up, having them lose so they can get experience. Correa, Altuve, Springer, all these guys. And then they made trades for Verlander, a great pitcher that I like. And it was like, man, this team is really doing this the right way. And then it's like, oh, what? They were cheating? Like, you feel betrayed. So... 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, but it's like anyone who's ever been when, in a relationship and the person tells you that they love you so much and they would never right, do anything right. to hurt you. You're and then, too much. I'm sorry. Too much, sorry. Bro. Wait, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, the Rays, the Rays uh, got a lot of good hitting going on. They got a lot of good pitching going on. I'm not really going to bog down the statistics. But um, yeah, the Rays for the World Series. Let's get it. How about the Braves? They looked. They came out to a two zero lead in the series, looking like, oh, what's the happening Bravos. with the Dodgers? Oh no, what's going on with the Dodgers? And then the Dodgers went the game last night, fifteen to three. Oh boy, fifteen to three, eleven in the first, the most ever in any. Uh, I, I don't know if it was any single inning or just any first inning. Either way, it's insane. Um. In the postseason, mind you. Um, that's funny only because I don't know if you were paying attention last year, but the Braves in the closeout game against the Cardinals, I'm pretty sure it was, gave up 10 in the first inning. God, <laughs> I remember that. Uh, or, or 10 across two innings, uh, if not only the first inning. But, yeah, I don't know what the heck happened. Um the pitcher they put on the mound only went two innings. Yeah, because Kershaw, Kershaw was hurt, thirds, correct? Sorry. Yeah, Kershaw was hurt. He was a scratch from game two, and then they lost game two, eight, seven. Um, and they came I back heard, in that game because that game was seven. That game was seven, nothing. And yeah. Then- yeah, I was going to say, I think I heard John Smoltz say um, them, even if them losing that eight, seven game, getting their bats to wake up towards the end of that because game one they lost 5-1 so getting their bats to wake up for that seven run inning or seven run spurt towards the end yep um oh, they woke up. them for the next game and fucking 11 in the first uh hello <laughs> yeah that's insane so, so I'm, yeah. I'm sticking with um, what i had at the beginning of um the beginning of the playoffs and the which you're was still, you're riding with the doyers yeah yeah doyers doyers race i'm riding uh yeah. I think it's going to be one of those really nice to see epic kind of comebacks down 0-2. Then all of a sudden you start blowing them out in the games for well, five Kershaw's and six. on the mound today. I uh, haven't really talked about it much on this podcast, but if you know me personally, I'm not in love with Kershaw as yep. a pitcher. Um, postseason, postseason uh, flame outs as well as I prefer uh, – Max Scherzer say because he's a dog of a pitcher because he's gonna fastball you to death whereas Kershaw is a little cutesy tries to curveball you breaking pitches. Um, well, and that's that's bitten him in the ass. He's way. great and he's a great regular season pitcher, and then he gets to, like you said gets to the playoffs and people yeah. are like, yeah, this is a series, dude. You, like we got you. Yeah, w- once I see that curveball a couple times, I can take it out. But yep. fastball is just mano y mano. Can you catch this? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you better swing early. Here we go. You better swing early, buddy. Um, but yeah, what do you All think? Right, that do you, is do you think, for. Do you think that? Wait, real quick. Do you think the Braves are gonna take down the Doyers? Or I think the Bra- I Look, I had the Padres going because I thought um, you believed I didn't in believe fairy in tales. Dodgers. I didn't believe. <laughs> I didn't believe in the Dodgers because I, I feel like the Dodgers are the uh, the Bills. Of the nineties, okay, okay. Uh, they're hyped up so many times. They get there so many times, and then they just fall on their face at the end. Like 
I thought Moogie, getting Moogie Betts might change that. Tonight will be a deciding factor. If they win tonight, then I think they can come back and win the whole thing. Yeah. But if they give the Braves a 3-1 lead, I think it's over. They win tonight. We might have to uh, because I'm reach out in, to uh, Tyler uh, White, see, what, see what's going on with him. Yeah. Well, well, he's got a whole house to build, so <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, we can try to get him on here if they make it to the World Series. For sure. But yeah, uh, either way, I think the Rays are going to win it, no matter who they play. The Rays are playing the best baseball yep. all year. Yep. Um, Tampa so Bay, yeah. baby. It's a Tampa Bay year, man. Lightning, Rays. I don't know about the Bucks. I can't give that to my they friends. They have Tom Brady, so they already, they're not, already up. You not, know what I mean? I will not give that to my friends. They will never let me live this down. What I'm saying is they, they, they could suck, but the enthusiasm that the fans are going to have oh, just okay. because they have Tom Brady, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. They're Except all... when fourth downs. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy. That <laughs> fucking guy. This is going to be the all last right, Thursday show is. for a while, right? Is this? Uh, potentially. Right. We'll see. I guess we'll talk I'll about this monitor. off air. Yeah, because I like the format of uh, talking Monday Night Football. And if there, There's no Thursday Night Football this week, um, but previewing the Thursday Night Football game okay. on Thursday is pretty dope. Uh, and where the ML- after the MLB playoffs, I say we can cut Thursday and then well, we can also hour long. Once it yeah, we can. We, talk we can. Yeah, football. we'll talk about this all off here. <laughs> yeah, behind the curtains, <laughs> folks. Uh, my third attempt to end the show. Brennan, give us your plugs. Um, Brennan T Comedy, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check out my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Um, anybody who listens to that, who listens to this. Uh, if you reach out to me and you want to be on the show, trust me, I'm getting your messages. I just, I've got a couple banked already. So let's all pump the brakes. Ooh, uh-huh. I haven't been invited on that show yet. Yeah, you have. Before I even started the show, I told you you were going to be a guest. Oh, yeah. you did. You said I'd give you a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get it going though. But it was weird. A little side tangent, but it's weird because I started the podcast and everyone I was kind of like, oh, everyone's got a podcast. This is dumb. Now I just get random messages from like comics I've met like one or two times. They're like, hey man, listen really? to the podcast. Wow. Can I come on? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, I'd love to have you, but like, let's all let's all pump the brakes. I've only been doing it for a month. Anyway, first you have to listen to <laughs> Cheers from the Press Box, yeah. write detailed notes, then you yeah. can come on. I told <laughs> I told Savannah, my girlfriend, I was like, I need to have a reason to get them on. This is that's a genius idea. I might do that. But um, anyway, BrennanTcomedy.com. Check for my dates. I got a show coming up this weekend in Jacksonville. Shout out nine zero four and Joe three eight six nine five four. Um, Joe Dorville on all socials, uh, this show at cheering press on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, check out the network at a uh, all the good stuff that's there. Uh, I am, uh, contractually obligated to say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, Brennan, take us out. This is why we play the games. Hello. Hello. I like saying this is my Thank you for listening to a new low podcast network. We've got four fun podcasts on our current roster for you. Every other Monday, you can enjoy the Misbehavior Journal Club, a podcast highlighting exciting developments in the neuroscience community hosted by Amiel Moreno and Leah Krebit. Get some in-depth analysis of all things sports with Cheers from the Press Box, dropping two episodes a week co-hosted by comic Brennan Tassif and hip-hop artist Joe Dorville. Catch me, Kyle Loader, with my right-hand man, Joe Dorville, 
every Wednesday as we discuss a different song from the Hamilton musical soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast. Last, but certainly not least, is our network's flagship podcast, A New Low, which drops every Friday. A New Low highlights a wide variety of current events that both disappoint and encourage our five diverse co-hosts, who are Farzad, Headphone Joe, No O No E Dorville, Scott by Scott, L Greg, and me, Kyle. Every episode of all these podcasts and all of our social media details and links can be found at anewlow.co. That's anewlow.co. All our shows can also be found everywhere podcasts are available. Like and subscribe is the name of the game. Thanks again for all your support.